When I was a little kid, Saturday mornings, just like most other little kids, I enjoyed watching cartoons. And one of my favorite cartoons was to watch Looney Tunes. And specifically, I like the ones that involve the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Uh, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Pretty much every episode is predictable. Wiley Coyote would give chase to that rascally roadrunner, and he would try absolutely every trick in the book to get him, only to have the roadrunner outsmart him at every turn and outsmart all of the coyotes, very clever, acme-incorporated, uh, designed uh, sort of tricks, and all of those things ended up winding up with the Roadrunner being the winner in the end. Wiley Coyote would end up sending up a white flag in defeat because the Roadrunner had beat him. Of course, as a young kid, I'd see that white flag and I didn't really know what that meant. I wasn't really sure what that was all about. What I come to find out as I got older is that the white flag, that didn't originate with Looney Tunes. It's actually an internationally recognized gesture that has been in existence for hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years. It has been used by militaries all around the world in times of battle to signal and to communicate to the other army one message and one message only. And that message is, we surrender. When an army holds up that white flag, that's what they're saying. They're saying, we don't want to fight anymore. We're putting down our arms. We're giving up. We surrender. Now, when we think of surrender like in those kinds of terms, it kind of comes across like surrender is a, it's a negative thing. It's a sign of weakness. Giving up. Admitting that you're not going to win. Kind of makes surrender sound like the language of a loser, right? And yet, when it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ, surrender is a positive. Surrender is not the language of losing. Surrender is the language of victory. Jesus Himself says so in Matthew 16 and in verse 25, when He says, Forever who wishes to save his life will lose it. Notice the second half of the verse. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That second part of the verse is a verse about surrender. Being willing to give up myself, being willing to lose my own personal comfort, personal conveniences, personal desires for the sake of Christ, to surrender my will and in fact my very life for Jesus, that is victory. Unfortunately, as wonderful as that sounds, and as much as Jesus wants us to do that, surrender doesn't exactly come naturally for human beings. In fact, our tendency is to do everything that we can not to surrender. We push and buck against that because we don't want to have to surrender. At the end of the Civil War, whenever Robert E. Lee and the forces of the South, whenever they realized that they were not going to win this war. Brother, or, or, not brother, I don't think he was a brother. General Robert E. Lee, he actually made the following statement. He said, there's nothing left for me to do but to go and see General Grant, and I would rather die a thousand deaths. Here we are at this moment where I realize I need to surrender. It's really the only other choice, and I don't want to do it. And you know what? That's how we are many times. 
I don't want to concede defeat. I don't want to give up my control. And I sure don't want to have to submit to the demands of another individual. You know, Jesus encountered people who had problems with surrender on a pretty regular basis. I'm thinking specifically about the guy that we know as the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19, beginning in verse 16. We're told that, behold, a man came up to Jesus saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Well, well, which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, well, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go. Sell all your possessions and give to the poor. and You will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Here's a guy who heard Jesus' Demands his terms of surrender, if you will. And he said, I can't do that. Actually, not that he couldn't do that. I won't do that. I'm willing, Jesus, to obey some of your commands about don't kill and don't steal and honor your mom and your dad. I'd even be willing, I think, to surrender some of my goods, some of my riches. But I'm not willing to surrender everything in order to follow you. And I wonder sometimes, could we ever be like that rich young ruler? I wonder if maybe we're willing to, yeah, sure, I'll surrender some of my treasures. I'll surrender some of my talents. Maybe thinking about this morning's sermon. I'll even surrender some of my time. But all of it? Being willing to surrender all of those things to Jesus and to His kingdom? Not really sure about that. Number 332 in our songbooks is the song, I Surrender All. It was written in 1896 by that fellow on the left, and the music was composed by that fellow who is to the right of him. And in fact, the guy who was the composer of the song, he thought so much of this song that he actually had those words, I Surrender All, etched right on his tombstone. And that's a wonderful idea. I'd love to be able to get to the end of my life and have somebody put that on my tombstone. That I surrendered all to Jesus. That is a very biblical idea that we would surrender everything about us in service to Jesus Christ. But I wonder, I wonder, can we truthfully sing this song? Look at the words with me. You may know them by heart already. Number 332. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. All to Jesus I surrender. Humbly at His feet I bow. Worldly pleasures, they're all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to Thee. Fill me with Thy love and power. Let Thy blessings fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. It's a wonderful song, isn't it? 
And we sing that song from time to time here at Lakeside. I think, in fact, Daddy maybe led that for an invitation song just a couple of Sundays ago. And I do believe that those words are very scriptural in their meaning. But I'll ask again. Can we really say that we have surrendered all to Jesus? Maybe, maybe this song needs to be updated. Maybe this song needs to be retitled for a more honest setting. Maybe it needs to be retitled, I Surrender Some. And maybe the lyrics need to go a little bit something like this. Some to Jesus I surrender. Some to Him I grudgingly give. I will sometimes love and trust Him. In His presence occasionally live. Some to Jesus I surrender. Proudly at His feet I stand. Worldly pleasures all held tightly because I can't meet His high demands. Some to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I, I loan myself to Thee. Fill me with some love and power, but still make all Thy blessings fall on me. I surrender some. I surrender some. Some to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender some. Now I realize that's not a very Christ-honoring song. But I wonder if it might be closer to the truth than we would care to admit. You know, what is it that Jesus requires of us? What is it that Jesus expects of us? What is it that Jesus deserves from us? Well, it's simple. He deserves our complete and total surrender. Just like Jesus, when He came to this earth, how much did He give up? How much did He surrender? He surrendered it all. Gave up heaven. Then came here. Gave up all the luxuries and the comforts of a life here on this earth. Then gave up His life. And so we in turn are called to surrender to Him. And to surrender our all. Not just a little bit. Not just half. Not even two-thirds. All Jesus wants. That would mean then, for example, that we need to love Him with all of our heart. And all of our soul. And all of our mind. And all of our strength. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. That is the first and the great commandment, isn't it? And it requires that we're going to love Jesus with all of our being. Furthermore, it means that we're going to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And I appreciate the fact that Paul would use that in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Talking about our bodies. Because these physical bodies that we dwell in, it directs everything that we do on this earth. And so is everything we do, is it coming up before the Lord as that sweet-smelling savor that Randy prayed about a few moments ago? That all that we do is done to bring honor and glory to His name. And of course, yes, it does mean as well, if we're going to surrender all, it means I'm going to have to deny myself. And I'm going to have to take up my cross daily in order to follow in His footsteps. Luke 9, 23. Surrender means I'm giving up what I want to do so that I can start doing what He wants me to do. And so I will confess to you that there is a sense in which we will never be able to surrender all. We're never going to be able to do all of that perfectly. None of us, I believe, are going to be able to do 100% of what this song is talking about 
all of the time. If we could, then we wouldn't even need Jesus. But we do need Him, don't we? And so if Jesus expects of me to pull out my white flag and to wave it in His direction and to try my very best every single day to get as close to what this song is talking about, to give myself up, to have that attitude of submission and sacrifice and surrender, then that's what I'm going to try my very best to do every single day. And so for that reason, I do believe that we can sing this song. And what we want is we want to be able to make its message our very own. We want to be able to echo what Peter said as he spoke on behalf of all the rest of the apostles when he said to Jesus, Lord, we have given up everything to follow you. You know what Peter's saying there? Peter's saying, Lord, I surrender all. Can you say those words this evening? If you've never said those words, not even out loud, I'm just talking about in your mind and in your heart. If you've never said those things and acted upon them, surrendering your all to Jesus, then right now is a wonderful opportunity to start doing just that. We're going to sing this song in just a moment, all three verses of this song. And it's going to give us an opportunity to think about what it is that might be standing in the way of us giving, giving in to the Master. Laying down our weapons and surrendering to Him. If you're not a Christian, all things are ready this evening for you to become a Christian for you to confess your faith in Jesus Christ before this good audience and to be baptized in water for the remission of your sins, we'd be glad to help you do that tonight. If you are a Christian, but brother or sister, maybe somewhere along the way you've picked your weapons back up and you're in opposition to Jesus and you're fighting against Him, you need to pull your white flag back out. Put your weapons down and start surrendering to Jesus your all Brand new starting right now. If we can pray with you and encourage you, if we can help anybody in any way, we stand ready to do that. Won't you come forward and make your wishes known while we stand and while we sing?